Evening.io podcast in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Odd Podcast, where normal is not my specialty. I am your host, the too old for this shit, Adam Higgins, the Odd Dad Out. And this week for episode 112 and recommended listening, I got to be the guest host for episode 40 of the Second Press Podcast. And I've got a jackass with some fishy feet. But let's not forget what holiday just passed. I've got to talk about how my 4th of July went. So, happy Independence Day to all my American listeners. And to everybody else, hey, (laughs) sorry, that sounds so douchey, sorry. Uh, So, once again, I'm kind of running behind this week, but I can totally relate this to the holidays. So, uh, long story short, uh, my wife was home. She works for a bank. I was home and she decided that since we were both off of work, it was a good time to prepare for our vacation. So it makes sense. I get it. But yeah, she, you know, rather than, Hey, we've got a day off in the middle of the week together. Let's just have a lazy day, eat, just hang out, watch some TV, relax. She wanted to be productive. So this turned into us going through, I guess I should say my wife loves lists. My wife loves charts and Excel spreadsheets, and she lives for these things. And so she has lists and charts and graphs and things for everything we need to do for our vacation. So she was going through all of the lists and the everything, basically making, seeing like, what do we have? What are we missing? And she it just kind of came to, I have to go to the store and say, okay, we're missing this. Puts together a shopping list. I've got to run around and go get the things, which we've actually kind of been doing for a few days. We actually were doing that on Sunday and Monday as well. So I kind of wanted a day to just like, eh, can we not? Can we just relax and, and appreciate the holiday and the little bit of time during the morning that we're going to have, you know, because it's, it's two weeks away and I understand it's two weeks away. You know, we're going to be gone for a week and you know it, it's a lot Four kids and, and the two of us. And, you know, over the weekend I had to get my van worked on, just, you know, get it tuned up and make sure, Hey, it's in shape to make the drive, things like that. Um, you know, take it in. And one of those things where because of how I work and how she works, it was literally like I had to drop my van off Saturday morning at the mechanic, walk back to like three miles, which isn't that terrible. And I'm I'm kind of, you know, it's Arizona. I grew up here. I'm used to the heat. I'm fine, but I'm I'm much darker now than I was. Let's say I'm much darker today than I was on Saturday morning. Because of course. You know, I, again, I work on Saturdays and I typically work later on Saturdays. So when my van was ready, I was at work and naturally my wife can't go get it. She's got all the boys and our, well, actually I have the car. My wife is stranded. <laughs> so my wife is stranded at home. I've got the car. She, the van is over in the shop 
And it basically kind of our standard procedure with them has always been lock the keys in the car. I've got a spare. I pay it over the phone and I go pick it up later, sometimes even in the morning. And so, yeah, standard stuff, you know, $500 in repairs later because nothing, you know, it's, it's an old van. It's been, it made this trip five or six times now. I think it's got a lot of miles on it. Fewer than I thought I, I was, I kept getting my work van mixed up with my home van. I was like, God, it must have like 200,000 miles. No, my home van, not that bad, but it's out of warranty. We'll just put it that way. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just, you know, walking up and you know back and you know drop it off there and walk home. And it's only like, maybe because I've got long legs, it's only maybe a 15 minute walk back, but it was also at 10 o'clock in the morning in Arizona and it's about 95 degrees outside. <laughs> Even at like 10 in the morning, it's already like 95 degrees because it was going to be like 110 because Arizona summers. But, you know, I, I got, I don't burn, but I did get quite a bit darker. You know, I've got some, some tan lines now. Of course, since I left it there and I, you know, they had to lock it all up for me Sunday morning, I had to load up. <laughs> I shouldn't say load up. I had to trudge back on over there and walk back up and pick up the van. So lots of walking this weekend. Never mind that I walk as part of my job, but then like all of our normal Sunday, everything running around, you know, it's what, you know, I talk about it all the time, our, our click list and picking up the groceries and then more shopping of, Hey, we got to go pick up this thing. And my wife and I sitting there like Sunday night going through our first aid kit and starting to get like the, the toiletries bag, you know, shampoo, hairbrushes, you know, toothbrushes. So we always get new toothbrushes every time we go on vacation. Just, I don't know, makes things easier. You know, we're not losing our toothbrushes at home. Nope. You have new toothbrushes, load them all up. Yeah, but all these little things and tip for anybody going on vacation. And I, I know my wife and I talked about this on mom and dad cuss last year, I imagine. Um, but if you ever, if you have a lush near you or you're familiar with lush, they have this stuff, it's solid shampoo. And it basically looks like a little green hockey puck. At least the one that we get is green, but it's this little like hockey puck looking thing comes in a tin and it's, you basically like rub it on your hair, a couple of, you know, give it a couple of passes on your hair and ta-da, you've got shampoo. And it's really great and it's really good for your hair and your hair is all soft and shiny and all sorts of things like that. But it's really awesome for vacations. And I, I, I thought it was a dumb thing when she first got it, but the very first time we used it on vacation made such a difference because she got it for her because, you know, she wanted to have this girly solid shampoo. Oh, it's such a cool thing. Whatever. I was like, whatever. Okay. I still, we still had a bottle of like, you know, of men's body and hair and the, the three in one hair body wash shampoo. All that. Had that. Guess what? That leaked. <laughs> that got tipped over or something. The boys messed with it. Something happened. It leaked. It leaked all over the bag, which is a mess. Well, when your shampoo is a hockey puck and you go ahead and suck it up and just take a bar of soap, you don't have these problems. 
we now have very few liquids in this bag that can spill or, or any sort of a risk. So word of advice if you're going on a long vacation like that. It's, it's worth checking out. They're a little pricey, but it's the equivalent of like three or four bottles of shampoo is how long it lasts. It goes really far. So if you're into that, check that out. Go to lush.com. I think it is. I don't know. I don't have it in front of me. I didn't intend to mention it. So I don't have the links there. That's me thinking off the top of my head. But yeah, it just, you know, the last few days, mostly like the last week really has been us getting ready for vacation, you know, shopping and it's like, oh, the boys need sunglasses and oh, we need to get this and this and this and this and this. So I'm wandering around stores going to get, uh, like I said, new sunglasses we needed. I oh got, I can't even like things like we carry a big first aid kit when we travel. So we needed more bandages needed to make sure we had, uh, we couldn't find our thermometers. So we took our thermometer. Our first aid kit is quite extensive. <laughs> you know, we've got ACE bandages and gauze pads and, and medical tape and every kind of medication that everybody needs. We've got, you know, we've got Benadryl pills. We've got Benadryl spray. We've got Tylenol. We've got ibuprofen. We've got Aleve. We've got, you know, all sunscreen, you know, all the things we've got a little, one of those little booger sucker ball things that you have for babies. Even though none of our boys need that anymore. We still carry it with us. We had all these things. And so we're making sure this is all stocked, which is a Royal pain in the ass to do. But I, as much as I hate doing it, I can't argue that it needs to be done. And these are things that can be done early. So meh. <laughs> I'll do it. I don't want to do it. When we're doing this, it's late at night. The boys are in bed. I want to wind down, especially on a night where I'm not working. I want to like, I want to sit down in front of the TV and watch TV and we can just sit there and pick, you know, watch Supernatural or watch something, pick a movie out and relax. But we're kind of in, you know, lead up to vacation mode. At this point, we have, we have a week and a half, the day of release. When this is going out, we have about a week and a half until we go on vacation. And so it's just, uh, you know, and, and we have things like, do the boys all have swim trunks and swim shoes, you know, like water shoes. And my wife is one of those people who wants all the boys to match. So she always orders them matching pajamas and matching outfits and all uh, and so it's, it's all these sort of things and getting them all together, finding all the stuff and getting it all, you know, pieced so that we can, you know, putting a menu together because again, we drive. So we have to pack road food and what are we going to eat? How are we going to pack it? You know, all, all of the things, all of the little things, get all the towels together, all, all beach stuff. It's all of that stuff. And that was what we did for the 4th of July. We weren't enjoying our day necessarily. Boys were being rowdy because boys and we were going through lists and going shopping and getting things prepared and, and using the time productively, meh, but you know, that's what we did for the day at night. You know, you can't talk 4th of July without fireworks, right? <laughs> I mean, what's the 4th of July without fireworks? But at this point in my life, four kids and yeah, I realize 33 is not that old, but at 33 with four small children and a very old dog, the 4th of July without fireworks would be a lot less stressful. 
And I'm going to say this up front. I mentioned the dog. There has been this big movement in the last few years, especially, which I'm actually kind of glad to see, where they're reminding people that in general, dogs and cats don't like fireworks. And again, I have a 10-ish. I think he's going on 11. I think. I always lose track of how old our pets are. They're old at this point. (laughs) But he came from my sister, so I'm always kind of hazy on, is he 10? Is he 11? Is he 15? I don't know. But he's 10-ish years old. uh, Labrador Dalmatian Emmett. And he doesn't just hate fireworks. He hates all sounds. He especially hates birds. You hear birds tweeting, and we watch a lot of Disney, so of course there's a lot of bird tweeting on Disney shows. He hates birds. He hates loud noises, especially things he can't see. So when, you know, the giant unseen kaboom from our local Independence Day celebration goes off, he's barking his head off. And this is a dog with a lot more bark than bite necessarily. Not that he's you know, going to avoid biting you. If he has to bite, he'll bite. But he'd much rather scare you off. And he's a big, he's a very loud, very large, intimidating dog. He's about 90 pounds. So I'm not going to put it past him. He He's intimidating. He's loud. And of course, my dog, of course, he'd be loud. We're all loud. But <laughs> on top of him barking his head off, all of the ruckus scares our four-year-old. He's not too thrilled about fireworks. He likes watching fireworks. If you show him, if, you know, we went out and actually were able to go watch the fireworks. Uh, and, um, or you show him fireworks stuff on, on YouTube videos and stuff. He likes looking at fireworks. He hates the noise. He hates the big kabooms and the, the whoosh and all the whistle and all the, the big explosions. He does not like the noise. He has a kind of a thing about noise. So between the big kaboom and Emmett barking his head off freaks him the hell out. And by the time the fireworks shows go off here, it's kind of why we don't do it, especially because it's in the middle of the week. But fireworks shows have to start really late here for the 4th of July because Arizona, the sun goes down really late. The sun doesn't go down until after 8 o'clock. The fireworks show doesn't start until 8.30, closer to 9. The boys are all in bed. Well, as soon as the thing starts going off, and we don't live that far from Surprise Stadium where they fire the fireworks and everything off from. So when that all starts, they're just getting to sleep. They're in that still kind of light sleep mode. And then, boom, Emmett starts freaking out. Next thing I know, I've got the two little ones who share a room coming out, two and four-year-old coming out crying because of all the noise, because Emmett's just going. And Emmett pretty much barks for the full 30, 45 minutes of the fireworks show. And again, we have tile floors in our in our front room. So he's in there barking and barking and barking, and it's just resonating and echoing through the whole house. Nowhere do you not hear him and just pounding the walls with his bark, never mind the thunder from the fireworks. Well, this would be fine if it was just for the length of the fireworks show. It's like, okay, boys, fireworks are over. Let's go back to bed. It's like, maybe. It's like, nope. It's not that simple. Because our new neighbors, dickheads, recently acquired some fireworks of their own. Joy. 
And they kept up their personal show from the end of the city show until around 11 o'clock that night. So my wife had to work today. She had to get up at about 6.30 and go through her regular routine. She had to get back to work. Incidentally, I have work tonight, but it's tonight. I'm used to being up at night. It's not a big deal. But, you know, I, I had been up all day already. I was kind of tired. My nap time was spent shopping. But anyway, these guys kept up until about 11 o'clock, and they're maybe two houses away. And we're hearing mortars go off and the big kaboom, and our windows shake from how close they are. And all of the crap they keep setting off are setting off strings of firecrackers and all this crap. And not only did they keep this up till 11 o'clock last night, they've been doing this every night for the last two weeks. Ever since, and I'd say ever since fireworks sales opened up out here a couple of weeks ago. But the thing is, those type of fireworks are all highly illegal in this state. The only fireworks you can get in Arizona are like sparklers and poppers. Nothing that actually blows up. You can't even get Roman candles here. They're too explosive. Nothing with explosives. So it's sparklers and it's little smoke bombs and snakes and things like that. If you ever see Joe Dirt, it's the stuff that Kickin' Wings sold when he was, you know, when he first encountered Joe Dirt at the beginning in his part of the movie. The snakes and sparklers and smoke bombs, that's it. Nothing that blows up, nothing that shoots sparks, nothing. So when somebody's setting off a mortar two, you know, two houses down, highly illegal. They've been hitting those at least once a night, every night for the last two weeks, which, as we all have learned, sets off the dog, freaks out the kids, so nobody's sleeping. And my wife is, by the time they're doing this about nine o'clock at night, my wife is trying to get either some of her work done for school or she's wrapping up and trying to go to bed. And then, boom, there's the crap. And here come the kids. And every night she's had one of the boys in bed with her because of the noise and because of Emmett freaking out. So, yeah, screw those guys. You know, I was ready to go to bed when my wife said it was about, she went to bed before the big show even started before the, the city stuff started because again, we'd had a long day and so she was like, Nope, let's get, she was ready to go to bed. She was tired and you know, back achy and all sorts like, fine, go on to bed and you know, boys are up. I'm just going to sit here. So I'm just sitting there watching. I don't remember what I, I think I put on a star Trek movie. Yeah, I know nerd. But I think, was it Star Trek First Contact? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. You can hate on me all you want. People, nerd on me all you want. I enjoy the first, the two Star Trek, uh, the Next Generation movies. Uh, first Contact and and Generations, the one with, with uh, Shatner. I like those. Those are good movies. Um, past that, eh, I'm not a fan of the new ones. Sue me. Yes, I realize I just nerded out. Whatever. But... <laughs> uh nerd yeah but i'm sitting there just watching star trek with the boys i'm just sitting there eating a bowl of cereal like, All right, when's this shit gonna stop just wait until i hear snoring basically because they'll fake it and I, i'm bug sat there for a while during the first show 
just faking. He was laying there with his eyes closed on the couch. And then, but he's one of those kids that snores violently, you could say. And his bedroom echoes with him snoring. So I knew he wasn't actually asleep. Yeah. At least it it ended. (laughs) It wasn't as bad as New Year's. I think I mentioned it at New Year's, the you know, same thing happened. Except all the you know, they don't have a big city uh New Year's firework display, but all the neighbors and everyone's setting off their fireworks. Again, all of the illegal fireworks that everyone's setting off. Lots of kabooms, lots of explosions, except that's all at midnight, so I was up until close to two AM with calm sitting here calming down the dog, calming down the boys. But at least it wasn't that late this time. But Jesus, my neighbors are jackasses. I'm just hoping they set off all of their shit last night. I'm so tired of this crap because I keep getting those messages when I'm at work from my wife. Hey, setting shit off again. And, you know, I didn't believe her until the first, until this last weekend when I was home and started hearing it. And was like, fuck, seriously, it's nine o'clock at night. You assholes are setting shit off. And again, it's like they're maybe two houses away and I'm here, you know, windows rattling. So I'm surprised that I haven't gotten the cops called on them. And I think it's one of those, everybody thinks, hey, yeah, the neighbor, somebody will call the cops on them and nobody does it because everybody wants somebody else to do it. And it could just be, it was one of those, nobody knows exactly which house they're coming from. And as much as I hate it, I can't totally shit on them because my dad does the same thing. My dad has the the mortar and and, and all that stuff. And he'll buy one kit with like six shells and maybe fire one off randomly. But he doesn't do it like every night at night. He'll set it off at like four in the afternoon. <laughs> he was like, you know what? I'll just set it out in the garage or like set it out in like the driveway. And he has a big long string. <laughs> and he'll, you know, they got a long fuse on him and he'll go over. He'll set it up. He'll light the fuse. Walk back into the garage, let it go, boom. And as soon as it launches, he starts pulling that string and pulls the launcher right back into the garage and shuts the door. <laughs> He's got one big boom, and it's more of a, just a, felt like it. But he run that same thing for a year, two years. Maybe set one off at midnight at New Year's, maybe one off for 4th of July, big kaboom, and that's it. And he lives in Texas where explosive fireworks are legal. You're just not supposed to have them at city limits. So fine, he can do that. Minus the fact that he might set them off at times of the year that aren't necessarily legal. He still legally can do what he's doing. So I I don't, if the fireworks he used and that these, my neighbors are using weren't completely 100% illegal in this state and disturbing my fucking kids sleep. Oh yeah. And mine and my wife's and the damn dog who was too old for this shit. (laughs) I'm surprised that it doesn't give him a heart attack. I think it just really pisses him off. Fine. Ideal. But not at nine o'clock at night in the suburbs. People are sleeping. Kids are sleeping. Dogs are not sleeping anymore. Knock the shit off. Assholes. Okay. But that was my 4th of July. (laughs) Did you have fun? Did you enjoy your Independence Day celebrations? If you did, if you want to tell me, share your stories. 
uh, jump onto the Twisted World of the Odd Dead Out Facebook group. Uh, search and yeah, go on to Facebook, search Twisted World of the Odd Dead Out. I'm pretty forgiving. There's questions to join, but they're silly. Or just you know, drop me a message on Facebook and Twitter at Odd Dead Out. You know, show at odddeadout.com. I'm giving you all these now. Show's not over, I promise. But reach out to me. Tell me, what did you do for the 4th of July? It was, it was, you know, what did, did you do a barbecue? Did you go out? Did you do, do you do your own fireworks displays? If you live somewhere where you can and your neighbors aren't going to want to throw rotten uh, grapefruits at you like I might want to do to my neighbors. Um, tell me. Because I, I, I want you to tell me what you enjoy, what you don't enjoy. Do you want to shoot your neighbors for doing shit like that, too? Apparently, Paul from Varmints has a really calm dog. And screw you, Paul, for your calm dog that doesn't disturb anybody. I'm kidding. And his kids are all older, so he doesn't have, you know, he's got a calm dog and he's got grown children. So, man, screw you, Paul. <laughs> kidding kidding all right well i'm gonna take a quick break and i will be back to talk about this week's kind of self-serving recommended listening feature the second press podcast hi this is emily prokop from the story behind which is a podcast about the extraordinary history behind the ordinary what does that mean it means whenever my ADHD gets the best of me, I begin to wonder the stories behind everyday objects. This is the story behind sporks, behind chewing gum, behind hoodies, places. This is the story behind Mount Rushmore. This is the story behind speakeasies or people. This is the story behind Uncle Sam. This is the story behind Betty White. Everything has a backstory. And from what I've noticed from doing the show, not everything is as plain and simple as history books may have you believe. Join me Mondays and Thursdays on your favorite podcast app or at the storybehindpodcast.com. And thanks for listening. What up? This is Dina Marie, the host of the Twisted Philly podcast. There's more mischief, mayhem, and nefarious goings-on in the city of brotherly love than Billy Penn could have ever imagined. We've got it all here on the Twisted Philly podcast. True crime haunted history the coolest and creepiest places to visit welcome, welcome to, to twisted philly you don't have to be from philadelphia or pennsylvania for that matter to get into this show you just need to like some seriously weird twisted shit plus listening to me gush about the places i love to go the history i love to tell and the really sick twisted crimes we've had going on here since back in the victorian era so come sit a spell with me in the city of brotherly love and sisterly affection. You can find me on iTunes and all the other major podcast apps. Recommended listening. So this week in recommended listening, normally I have the little clip, but I don't have it because this week I am talking about the Second Press Podcast, and the Second Press Podcast has recently gone under a format change. Uh, originally, it was made up of a few cousins talking about news stuff, kind of, you know, poking each other and giving each other shit. But it is since in literally within the last month <laughs> gone from a group of guys to 
just one. All that is left is Michael. And he has taken over control of the show, continuing on where they began about 37 episodes prior. Doing basically what I was doing up until about two weeks ago with making fun of the news and such sort of stuff. We actually covered a lot of the same stories now that I look at it. But it, in so many words, the Second Press podcast is a comedy curated news podcast with the goal to inform you of current events with a lighter take. Uh, if you want to learn about news and even have a few laughs along the way, look for the Second Press podcast at secondpresspod.com. And I was recently on, actually this week, it dropped on Monday, episode 40 of the Second Press podcast. And literally I used all of the stories that I wouldn't have used were I doing the news in last week's show. <laughs> that is it. When I just, like, you know, scroll, 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 pulled up some stories. And Michael actually has a segment on there called the Dumbass of the Week. And since I was on and since I do a very similarly asked uh, segment, we went ahead and used my jackass from last week. If you recall the uh, hot dog water salesman issue, <laughs> but it was, it was a blast and it was, it was interesting getting to do the news with somebody else to kind of play off of, because if you've listened to the show for any time up until the last couple of weeks, I, you know, I would do all the same stuff and crack jokes and be a smart ass and, and make my remarks by myself. But having somebody else to actually play off of and do the news was really fun. And I really had a blast. And I think it's one of those things where if he really wants me to come back and, and do a guest spot with him and be more of a, a recurring regular guest, if you're familiar with, with, uh, Hysteria 51 that I talked about a few weeks ago. You know, they've got uh, Pecker, <laughs> who is a regular recurring guest, or on Ice in the Face Stones, who they might as well just say Stones is their regular third co-host because he's really there all the time. But sort of in, in that vein, the almost a regular co-host, but not quite. So I maybe I'll do more of that. It, it was really fun. It's really a great it's a great show. It's just doing like I used to do, make, you know, pull up some weird new stuff, make fun of some people, crack some jokes, have a blast, you know, be silly. Don't take it too. Don't take it so seriously. But we actually, we had stuff, you know, little teaser for that episode. We had a couple of stories about some people from India, um, a man who literally worships Donald Trump <laughs> trigger warning for that segment. <laughs> it's, um, I do a lot of shitting on New Jersey and China and Montana, um, <laughs> uh, India. Um, <laughs> I think I chased away a very large portion of his audience, but you know me at this point, I can't let that low hanging fruit go. And it just, it was too easy, <laughs> So, but it was a blast. So check them out. Secondpresspod.com. And if you are looking for the link to the episode I was on, I have it down in the show notes at odddadoutpodcast.com or check them out in your little podcast or whatever it is you are using. It's right there. I'll have the links right there for you. 
So if you're missing that little news, weird, comedy sort of crap bit from this show, you can still get it. And it's a very similar vein (laughs) to what I would do from Michael and any guest he may have over at secondpresspod.com. So before I wrap things up, got one more little bit for you. I just want to say thanks for sticking with me and putting up with my weirdness, especially as I'm going through this kind of format shift and getting used to that myself, maybe doing a little bit shorter shows. Granted, last week wasn't, but I am this week. We're getting close, (laughs) but you can check out all the past episodes if you like the old news stuff and you hold that and all that fun jazz at odddadoutpodcast.com. There's links to subscribe. If you feel like rating and reviewing on Apple Podcasts or the new Google Podcast, I need to put that one up there. I need to put the Google Podcast link up there still. Sorry, don't shoot me. Uh, or, or whatever you use. Or connect with me on all the fun social medias, the Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all that jazz. All of them at Odd Dad Out because it's, it's a simple enough name. And <laughs> all of it is at odddadoutpodcast.com. And if you want to be awesome and and donate on Patreon or just give me a one-time donation or buy a shirt or a mug or any of those fun things, you can do that all there. The links are all right there at the top. Uh, I'm no good at this part of the show. I'm really not. That's <laughs> can you tell? I'm not good at the 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 selling part of it. It's like, hey, if you want to give me your money, go for it. But if you want to have some odd dad out swag or just share the show with your friends, you can do it all there. Check out the past episodes. I recently realized that some of the really early stuff isn't posted there properly, so I got to fix that. Promise I, I will fix that. But now that I've done all of this really awkwardness, let's wrap this thing up. It's time for the jackass of the week. Fish pedicure causes woman to lose toenails. So it appears an unnamed woman, and more unnamed for anonymity's sake because it was in a medical journal, an unnamed woman appears to have lost her toenails after having a controversial Chinese beauty treatment that consists of having tiny little fish eat away the dead skin cells from the bottom of your feet. Um... According to her doctors, the treatment caused damage to the quote-unquote nail matrix. I have no clue. If you're a beautician, maybe you know what that is. But basically, it damaged like the nerves and everything at the base of her nails. And her nails stopped growing. And eventually, they just fell off. So, gross, for one. But, you know, that's kind of what you get for getting a pedicure from fish. I'm, I'm, I will admit I've got some nasty feet and I probably should get a pedicure. And my wife says, oh, it's so great. And my wife hates people touching her feet. So the fact that she's willing to get a pedicure is amazing, but I'm pretty sure she's not going to have fish eating the skin off the bottom of her feet. And my sister even actually did this professionally for a number of years. But you know, when it comes to those sort of things, those are, that's a pedicures and things like that are actually strictly regulated by like health departments and health codes because there's a lot of risk for contamination and cross-contamination, especially with tubs. You're soaking your feet in hot water and all this stuff or, you know, they're filing or 
trimming or whatever. They could cut you. They could nick something. They could, you know, there could be a, in the case of fish, they could bite to a point where maybe you're bleeding or it's like a tiny little like pinhole. You don't even notice it, but you know, it's an exposure and it's a, it's a huge cross contamination risk. This is dangerous stuff, you know, and to the point where this procedure, this whole fish eating your feet stuff has actually been banned in at least 10 states because they reuse the tubs and obviously they have to reuse the fish. And I don't know about you. I don't care what these people claim. You can't sanitize a fish. How are you going? Are you going to go in there and, and with a little brush and, and some, I don't know, alcohol or bleach or something and, and sanitize the mouths of these tiny little fish eating the dead skin off of someone? No. Hey, again, sorry, gross. I realized pretty much this whole segment, gross, but, <laughs> but no, you're not going to sanitize a fish. There is massive contamination risk there. Obviously, this chick had her the little fishies jacked with her toenails to a point where she lost her toenails. And they said it may be years, like they'll say eventually they'll grow back, but like years from now. And if you've ever, you know, again, again, sorry, gross. If you're ever one of those people who say stubbed your toe and lost a toenail, it takes a long time to grow a toenail back. A long time. And I've experienced this. You know, you drop something on you know, Again, jack of all trades. I've dropped a, a brick. I've dropped like a bench or something on my foot. Kind of why I always wear steel toes now. But I, I've jacked up a toe before. And that's not a pleasant experience. And, you know, you lose a toenail. And especially in this woman's case, all of them. It takes time. And, but I can't really blame the fish. The fish are doing their thing and the salon people are, you know, yes, assholes that you're putting out a, you know, a procedure that's a banned in 10 states for reason. And, oh yeah, it's popular in China. It's all the rage in China and Japan. Okay. They do a lot of shit in China and Japan. That's bad. Okay. They do a lot of bad stuff over there. Just bad ideas. They're much more exploratory about shit. But and I don't care how popular it is, you know, obviously this backfired and I'm going to go, as soon as I saw this story, I remembered an episode of that Nickelodeon show, Victorious. Yeah, I know you're probably gonna make fun of me, whatever. I remember they actually did that, basically that same sort of issue on that show. One of the girls started getting the little foot, the, the fish foot pedicure thing and then everybody started doing it and the episode ends with everybody in the ER sick because they all got a like, bacterial infection from the fish. That happens. That's not exactly what happened here, but that's what happens when you have fish giving you a pedicure. <laughs> Pedicures are dangerous in a very general way. Adding fish to the equation is just dumb. Okay. You know how often you got to clean your fish tank? Now imagine that fish eats feet. Okay. Fish eating feet. Not good. Okay. I, I just so much wrong with this. I, I, I don't care how popular it may be in China or in Japan or in New Jersey or wherever the hell you got it done. 
this is seriously like a classic example of if everyone else jumped off a cliff, would you do it too? But that's going to do it for me for this week. Thank you so much to Michael from Second Press Podcast for inviting me on the show and all of you awesome people for tuning in and sharing the show and and being awesome and putting up with my weirdness. (laughs) Sorry if I grossed you out with the fish thing. But if you have a story you think I should cover, think it's jackass worthy, or a podcast that I should check out for recommended listening, email me show at odddadoutpodcast.com or hit me up on Facebook or Twitter at odddadout of course and until next week I'm still Adam Higgins the odd dad out thank you and good night <laughs>